Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of WhoPod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again tuning in. On this week's show, Joey Tierlin and I welcome Anna Kale, a.k.a. Anna Geeks. Now, Anna has recently rebranded in order to align herself with the internet community that has built up around her Twitch streaming. This is, of course, the Geek Fleet. Now, if you haven't checked out the Geek Fleet yet, I suggest doing so after this podcast is over. They're very akin to Team Human. Anna is someone that I've been trying to get on the Hoopods since the beginning. She just really exemplifies all the best traits in Team Human. She has a unique sense of style. She works really hard at cultivating a positive community, and she is just one of the nicest people you will meet on the internet. Now, Anna will talk to us a little bit about her days at Hyper RPG, her move across country, and some of the Twitch moderating that she's done for Geek and Sundry and Felicia, I believe. So let's dive into it, shall we? Hoopod number 23 with our guest, Anna Geeks. Welcome, Anna. Hi. Hi. So for those of you who do not know, this is Anna Geeks. We're going to go by that moniker. That's, yes. that's, the new, that's the new brand. We're going to try to push it. We're not dealing with any of those other names. The ones no, the- no. Although worst name on twitch.tv does redirect from, to uh, my stream now. <laughs> worst name on Twitch. Dot TV. Uh, dot TV. <laughs> uh, so now I discovered Anna uh, being in Team Human. She put up a stream and, and I was like, oh, okay. So I, I wandered into her stream as I do many other uh, human streams. And I was impressed right away with the professional setup that you had. Uh, I hadn't seen a green screen at that point yet. And I was like, how is her head just floating in the in the game? It's, it's wonderful. And um, the thing that impressed me the most and the very first impression that I got from you, and, and, I, and I've told you this in the past, and, and, and you, I think you've done this to a few other people, is that you greet everybody that comes into your channel that says hello. Personally, you made sure to pay attention to that chat. And uh, I was, I, that really made a big difference to me. I try. <laughs> no, you succeed. And, and it was just one of those things like, wow like she's got this whole pro setup and she's played this really cool game she's involved with it and she's paying attention to the chat like that was i wasn't used to that it's a it's a tricky thing because you know when you get to be a certain size you kind of can't keep paying attention to every single person that comes in i mean you look at felicia's streams where she's got you know 1200 people she can't possibly greet every single one and she still tries and that was one of the things that impressed me about her stream was even though she was about 10 times the size of mine she was still pulling off what i had been doing for uh for months at that point i don't think it had quite been a year yet but um but that was something for me that was interesting, joining Team Human and, and realizing that, that uh, everybody was new to Twitch. And that was, that was kind of a wonderful thing for me. <laughs> hmm. I mean, Twitch to me, I, I had just started getting into it at that point. And, um, you know, Felicia made the big pu- uh, push for, for Geek and Sundry. But how, how did you find uh, the, the Team Human? Was it through Felicia, I would presume? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely through Felicia, but how I found out she was broadcasting, I have no idea at this point. Um, I think just somebody in some chat there, there's a, a friend of mine that, uh, often geeked, uh, often joked about his, 
infatuation with Felicia. And mm -hmm. so I think somebody had been telling him and I was like, oh, I should totally go and check that out, check out her stream. And I, and I think that's how I found her. Uh, her stream and Ryan's streams are definitely how I found Team Human. Um, but I was not there for the naming stream. I have to this day, I have not seen uh, the, the, that VOD, that broadcast of, of when Team Human got its name. Oh, and Anna, you and Joey have done a very similar trek recently uh, from from similar locations to similar locations. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I, I was just I was just I I thought maybe he wanted me to, to say where I came from. Uh, no, I, I I shipped myself from the state of Maine all the way to the Seattle area. Uh, back in the spring. Goodness sakes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. It was... I had two weeks to pack an entire apartment. An entire apartment in two weeks. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah, How? sorry sorry doesn't cut it. <laughs> no, no, this is... Nightmares. See, this is pretty much what I had to do. I mean, I had... Because, so... For those that may not know, uh, what happened for me is I got hired as the production and programming manager for Geek and Sundry. Uh, not for Geek and Sundry. Jeez, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Let's retake for, that one. <laughs> for Hyper RPG, right? So I got hired by Hyper RPG as the production and programming manager. And Hyper RPG is run by Zach Eubank, formerly the person who was running the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel. So I came out here and I had about two weeks notice uh, to put together everything that I was possibly going to need for about six months uh, while my fiance back in Boston managed to uh, quit her job and pack things up and start getting ready to move everything out here. So I didn't have to pack everything. I think if I, if I had, then I would have come out here with a lot less stuff. But I did have to move an entire, as much of my own production studio out here on two weeks notice as I could. So I very, very much understand that, that very short time frame of needing to put together a whole lot of logistics. Now, it, did you get to go to the book signing in Brookline last year when Felicia went? I did, yeah. I went too! <laughs> I knew, okay, see, because here's, okay, here's the funny thing, and... But way before the the podcast, like I think I had seen you pop in and out of my my Twitter feed uh, through random things, and I'm like, she looks so familiar. <laughs> and I think I probably did see you at like somewhere around the book signing. Like, and oh my god, that line! Holy crap, that line! I um, I got to skip most of that line. I kind of cheated on that line. Ah, um, oh, yeah. Cold <laughs> rank. We knew, no, we, uh, we ended up knowing somebody that had left when, you know, Felicia was doing the reading and the interview. Um, somebody left the theater early to go and get in line. And so when we all, when my little group of friends that, that was there left, we got to go and like join the line at that point. Um, but there's this, funny story that happened when I got to Felicia. Um, I introduced myself. I'm Anna. I'm also uh, Geek Girly Gaming. 
in your chat. And she was starting to sign the book. She was starting to write out the book and, um, or no, she hadn't at that point, but still she, the realization dawned visibly on her face and she's like, you murder bunnies. <laughs> the bunny murder part. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, I'm never living that down. She's like, well, no. thank you for murdering them for me. Yeah, this this was one of the like I I hadn't seen Anne in the Geek and Center community much, and then they started doing uh, Don't Starve together. I believe that mm -hmm. was the yep. and which is the cooperative version of Don't Starve. And Anna had become very good at Don't Starve at this point. It was one of the games that she was streaming on her own channel, and she's like, "I got food, I got this." So she basically spent most of the stream just trapping and killing bunnies. <laughs> like people would walk into this this field, and it would just be full of Anna's traps. Yep. And it was affectionately known as the Bunny Murder Farm. Bunny Murder Farms. Um, yeah. But everybody didn't starve. I would like to point that out. Everybody <laughs> didn't starve. Which was the point of the game. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That and game. so that game was playing with the two of them was absolutely some of my favorite memories on Twitch. And I've been a broadcaster for almost two and a half years now. And that was still like playing Don't Starve Together with them and other people in Team Human was still some of the most fun that I've had on Twitch. So I have to admit, I got to play the uh, golf with friends with Ryan one night. And I, I just, I hadn't laughed that hard in a long time. Uh, and I would, I can't wait to hopefully try that again someday. Cause that was, that was a ton of fun. There was just eight of us and we were absolutely going nuts. Yeah. Um, but don't starve. Oh my God. That game doesn't matter if it's together or not. I, it always ends the same to me. As soon as it turns into winter, I'm done. I just, yeah. I can't, cannot get past winter no matter how much I prepare. It drives it, me insane. It's tough. Yeah. I get too daring. Cause if I, if it's too easy, if it's gotten too easy, then I, then it's just boring. So, mm, uh, true. yeah, I had to, I have to branch out and start pushing the limits and, and that's when I end up dead. And once you die in, even in don't serve together in winter time, you're just done. You're just you're done. Cause you can't get any of your stuff back cause you'll freeze to death first. And it's mm -hmm. just a mess. No winter's tough. Winter's tough. Yep. Now, one thing that I personally really appreciate you is your style. I like the, the, the kind of music that you play on your stream, um, that the vibe that that whole kind of thing comes about it. I, I've often seen myself as someone born out of time. I, I love um, music from like the 40s and 50s and stuff like that. And you don't hear that too much in, from a Twitch streamer. So that was another thing that really made an impression on me. Um, how, I mean, obviously not all most Twitch streamers don't go down that road. Is This is just you on, on a playlist or you on a, on a stream, I presume. Well, thank you. Um, I like my style too. Now, <laughs> it's one of those things. So I bartended for a really long time. And one of the main bars that, that I was at, it was the, the bar area of an Uno's Chicago bar and grill. And we had like, when I say that, it sounds like, you know, bartending at TGI Fridays or whatever. But this particular one was the downstairs was this whole like Harvard towny bar scene. 
And uh, but we got to as bartenders, we got to choose our music selection for our own shifts and we had complete control over it. And so I kind of did a psychological experiment of sorts with playing different music. And what I realized is nobody ever complains about 50s and 60s music. Nobody ever complained about it. People were always in good moods when it was playing. It just worked. And I happen to like that era of music myself anyway. And I happen to enjoy that that style of clothing to a certain degree as well. That late mm-hmm. 50s, early 60s, yeah. really, really. Um, classic style. Yeah, very, very classic. Um, so it just kind of seemed to make sense. What music am I going to play? You know, everybody on Twitch is playing techno or dubstep or dance music or heavy metal for Christ's sake. Uh, it just seemed to make sense that somebody should do something a little different. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And, and then it just <laughs> evolved from there. So yeah, it works. Santa's got a very loyal community, the geek fleet, if you will. Um, I presume that's still their name with the, with the new branding all in place. Absolutely. Yes. That is in fact, part of the reason is it, it is Anna geeks and not, just so, Anna or Anna Kale, my last name, or to to keep that branding consistent. Yeah, I didn't want didn't want anybody to feel like they didn't still belong in the fleet. Talk to us a little bit about um, the uh, Geek and Sundry stream team. The Geek and Sundry stream team. Okay, <laughs> I had such grand visions when I approached Zach about making that. Um, so the, the Geek and Sundry stream team was kind of, that's a, it's a tricky thing. <laughs> um, it's a great way at the time, you know, the mods were, Geek and Sundry was still getting started. The mods were looking for different ways that we could help. I am, to this day, I am still the only one of the geek and sundry mods or the or felicia's mods or even at this point hyper rpgs mods that is a twitch partner Mm -hmm. um and you have to be a twitch partner to start a stream team so when geek and sundry was first getting started off uh and their hosts were starting to broadcast themselves on their own channels right it seemed reasonable we were all kind of looking for a way to more easily say, hey, did you know these people are broadcasting? You should go and check them out. And that's one of the tools, stream teams are one of the tools that Twitch has in place for that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now, Zach didn't have time to right. to do it. So the only person that could was me. And so when I went to um, when I went to TwitchCon, I met Zach there. Uh, last year, last year's TwitchCon, as we're coming up on this year's TwitchCon. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Zach there and we hung out for pretty much the whole weekend. He let me tag along and meet all sorts of interesting people I wouldn't have otherwise. And we chatted a fair bit and um, he agreed that they should form a stream team and that I would head it up. And so it became the uh, Geek and Sundry hosts and the Geek and Sundry mods. And I had hoped I had all these these dreams of spare time. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> the idea that 
I would actually be able to organize some events for them and, and help coach some of the hosts on how Twitch works because most of them were new to Twitch as well. And as I said, I've got a fair bit more experience than, than a lot of the, the people involved in Geek and Sundry um, as far as Twitch goes. And I did manage to do that. <laughs> I did manage to help a number of them get started on Twitch and get things straightened away and kinks worked out of their systems and whatnot. So, so that was good. That was a goal achieved, but. For the people who don't know Twitch, um, doing this, this, uh, this stream team thing was really advantageous and, and Anna was explaining it um, because you would do what's what I believe is called a raid. So um, yep. this is when a bunch of say Anna's followers go and basically invade the chat of, of another stream team member or just another member and just really try to boost up their numbers and give them um, and, and give them more eyes to put on them, which I've always enjoyed seeing that I was, I think I was watching uh, Erica's, twitch recently when the geek fleet invaded which was kind of neat always enjoy seeing those yeah raids are always fun there's this there's this fallacious uh common thought process that that we are all competitors on twitch that somebody right. that broadcasts at the same time as me is obviously in competition with me and i have never looked at it that way and i think that's one of the reasons that i got along with with team human so well and why i've gotten along with with ryan and the conversations that we've had about this um we don't look at it that way and i know felicia doesn't look at it that way ryan doesn't right. look at it that way and i don't look at it as competition my thinking is, yes, there is a finite number of viewers on Twitch, but it's over a million. Mm -hmm. I certainly don't have a million viewers and I don't know anyone that does. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're sure there's a little bit of competition for eyes on screen, but I don't just want viewers. I want fans and I want community members. And right. if we work together then we help each other find the right fit for one another. You know, uh, Erica and I don't have the same stream style, right? We're compatible. We're friends, but that doesn't mean that somebody that absolutely adores my stream is absolutely going to adore hers and vice versa. Somebody that adores her stream is not necessarily going to adore mine, even though you might enjoy both. So by doing the raids, we kind of help each other find the people that are going to adore our exact specific style. We find right. fans and community members instead of just viewers. So that's why rating works. Now I'm going to bring in Tierlin here. Um, Tierlin is what I would consider a very new streamer. Is, is that, is that fair Tierlin? Oh yeah, very much so. <laughs> so if you were to give Tierlin, who is very new at this, um, the, the kind of five pieces of starting advice, what would they be? Ooh, we'll have the microphone uh, turn on for starters for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good place to start. Um, <laughs> I would say first, uh, you're not a broadcaster if you don't broadcast. So yep. the first rule is do it, do it a lot. Um, the second rule is if you want it to be a business, treat it like a business. Um, and that means a lot of different things. It means treating it 
responsibly. Uh, it's not just something you're you're doing to to have fun for yourself. It's something that you're doing with the express purpose of growth. Um, so that means three: do it on a schedule. Definitely have a schedule that you can commit to, even if it's one day a week that you can commit to, and then a bunch of other days that you can hopefully do. If you lay it out that you will definitely be there for that one day and the other days are bonus, but that one day you're committing to, then that helps people uh, establish a routine that involves you. Uh, you work your way into their their daily schedule or their weekly schedule, or their weekly routines, because that's really that's what it's all about is becoming a part of somebody's daily rhythms. Um, yeah, definitely. Let's see. Four would be never stop trying to improve, but that's really just kind of life advice. That's fine. And five would be make friends. Make friends with other broadcasters, other other people you admire, uh, even if it's off of Twitch on Twitter or whatever. Like, just make friends. Yep. And get decent internet. <laughs> yes yes well if i'm not mistaken you're on the wrong side of the world for decent internet oh, so, for someone who lives in the future seriously we are so far behind on technology yeah. it's ridiculous you have my deepest sympathies with that i don't know how you survive no it's, it's hard down here it's hard <laughs> i will throw a number six in though don't feed the trolls Ooh, i disagree mm. oh she's good I at disagree. this Sometimes you well, got to feed those trolls. Sometimes you got to feed them so many flaming hugs that they just burst with uh, joyous, I don't know, troll feeding. Sometimes you have to feed the trolls. Well, I mean, in that respect, yes. But what I mean by don't feed the trolls is don't give in to the, the negative feedback so that it ends up actually like negatively affecting you. Because then, yeah. then you're giving them the food that they actually do want. <laughs> yeah, don't... Well, see, it's a tricky thing. Because what trolls really want is attention. Yes. Uh, but, and that's why for, for years, for even decades now, the rule, don't feed the trolls, has been just ignore them and they'll go away. But we've been doing that for decades now and they haven't gone away. They've only gotten worse. So, to me, don't feed the trolls means... Uh, ignore them and they go away. Um, but but yeah, you you have to do your best to not let them get to you. They will. They absolutely will get to you. Don't let them see it uh, if you can at all avoid it. And and I think that's what you mean by by don't feed the trolls, which I would agree with. Don't let them see it getting to you. That's actually what people do on Periscope. I've had a look at them, and there are people who sign up just to scream, "You're ugly," "You're horrible." to get a reaction from people. And it just fascinates me, that mindset where people sign up deliberately to antagonize people. I honestly, I pity them. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, I feel bad for them. I really do. I, I'm not going to give too much light to this very specific story. And I'm not even going to say the person's name and Anna will know exactly who I'm talking about. There's a person yep. who floats around who decides like he, He'll come in and he'll basically say positive, 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 and then the negative that comes out is just vitriol. And we, as moderators, we've had to ban this guy. I can't even tell you how many times. Yeah. And you know, new accounts pop up, and it's the same pattern every single time. 
Um, it's a difficult process because the, the, basically the deck is stacked against us as a community. But as a community, as long as we stick together, you know, it, it he just kind of fades away. <laughs> he disappears. <laughs> It's like you're, that you're, Simpsons episode where uh, the advertising, if you sing Just Don't Look, Just Don't Look, they go away. <laughs> well, you know, I, you got you got it. Positivity will always win out in Team Human. And mm. um, that is something that impresses me the most about this community because there, there's going to always be negativity. And um, Geek and Sundry, when it before its Twitch days, was very immune to that. There was hardly any negativity. Once you kind of start using Twitch as a medium, well, there's a whole other audience that come that came with that, and the negativity increased. It's still very good, though, as a community, and the Geek Fleet represents that sort of um, demographic as well. It's very, very positive, uh, and and it's 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 something I I I don't understand why people. Well, I do understand it. It's for attention, as Anna said, but I I, I don't get why they want attention via negative means. They just I'll, I'll never understand that. Well, part of it's a dominance thing. Part of it's a feeling powerful thing. Um, it's by another thing I'll never get. <laughs> yeah, by by forcing you to feel a particular way, they're feeling more powerful, and usually it's because they lack any real power in the rest of their lives. And and you you touched on the goodness and the kindness of Team Human and the Geek Fleet, and it's. I think one of the most frustrating things for me about this particular individual is there are so many of us who would go so far out of our way, myself yeah. included, uh, to help this person, to yep. get them the help that they really need. Yeah. Um, but they won't, they won't have it. And, no. and that's, I think that's the most frustrating aspect of it. Like if you guys were able to kind of peek behind the curtain, I mean, she's not kidding. The amount of people have trying to reach out to this individual and, and lots of other individuals who are in the community that sometimes have a reputation of being negative. They, and in, in, in most cases, there's just no helping them, which is sad because I see a lot of good people get really hurt trying to help somebody. <sighs> so Anna. Yes. You went to school in the New England area. And you came out of school. You, you have a degree in, uh, what was it again? Um, I have a, I actually have two degrees in vaguely game design. Oh, and, and, and so when you came out of school was, did you start streaming right away? Did you kind of do other things before the streaming? So I, I went to school for, first I went to school for travel and tourism. And then ironically, I realized that I was a little too old for the one job that I wanted in travel and tourism that would actually pay a decent living wage. Right. So I transferred majors and that job was travel show hostess. And that's why it's uh. a little bit ironic, given that I ended up in broadcasting anyway. <laughs> um, but I transferred to, I, uh, decided that I needed to tr change majors and the school that I was at didn't have an astrophysics major. And this is a true story. They didn't have an astrophysics major. So I didn't go with that, but I had been looking for it. Um, uh, they did, however, have a game design major. So I swapped in, into that. I went from about 
three quarters to 80%, you know, 75 to 80% uh, of my classes were women to being the only woman in game design class and discovered right. feminism very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, but so then, you know, fast forward a bunch. I That was community college. I moved on to a four-year school, uh, got a degree there at one of the one of the top schools for game design in the US that isn't really saying much um, because they don't really know how to teach game design right now but that's no. beside the point and that's changing that's getting better but mm -hmm. um but when i was graduating from school i had i had always planned to start my own indie game studio because i knew that i couldn't keep my sanity and work in the games industry at large as it was then. And I decided right. that the best way to change it was from, from the standpoint of dragging them kicking and screaming with my own game studio. Um, but when I was graduating, I was getting all manner of imposter complex at working with some of the people that I had, had become friends with and was planning on, on, taking on to develop games with uh i was getting all sorts of imposter complex being like who am i that they should be listening to me these are people that have actually made games before and done these things and there's no reason that they should be listening to me and i'm not sure i want to do this hey what's this twitch thing i should look into that and so i did and i'm like wow this is really cool i should try this you know what, maybe I'll do that for the summer. I'll take this one last summer off and have it be really relaxing. And I'll just try this Twitch thing out and see how that goes. And um, yeah, that went well. That went well. <laughs> uh, I very, very quickly, I was I became a part of this gentleman, Geek Domo, Geek Domo's uh, community, the Domo tribe. And he kind of became my mentor and showed me some of the basics of how to get started with broadcasting and took me under his wing. And so I very, very quickly went from not having anyone in my stream for like the first three streams to having about a hundred to 150 people on any given stream. And this was, this was a different era of Twitch when that was a much smaller number than it is now. You know, now I average about a hundred people and that's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so it just kind of took off and stayed taking off and, and continued on and uh, went much, much better than I expected and became my job. And now is becoming a substantial part of my career. Can you uh, talk to us about uh, Hyper RPG? Um, you, um, you, you, you're mentioning how um, you went over there, and you know Zach offered you a role, and you and you moved up and, moved, and went out that way, and uh, where it is now, and 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 all that good stuff. So yeah, um, back in. Uh, very late January, the beginning of February. Um, well, back it up even further. Last December, when when the mods found out that Zach was going to be leaving Geek and Sundry, because we did we did find that out before the public yep. at large found out. Um, when it became established that he was going to be moving to Seattle, 
uh, I reached out to him and said, hey, you know, I haven't haven't mentioned this when you were in L.A. because mo me moving to L.A. wasn't an option. But me moving to Seattle is if you need my help. And I imagine that you have far more qualified people you can ask. But if you need my help, moving out to Seattle is not out of the question. And he said, really? Um, you realize this is a startup and it's super risky and blah, 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 blah. Warning, warning, warning. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I know all of these things, but my worst case scenario is I still have the fleet to fall back on and I'm no worse, no, really no worse off, except that I'm across the country. Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even know my job title until, uh, like the day before the weekend before something like that uh, before i actually came out to seattle and started with hyper rpg um and everybody else had been there for a month already when i finally made it out but and we we were we're working hard for a month and then launched and uh it, it was definitely definitely a crazy chaotic ride uh in the end a I kind of realized that I was that I was burning the candle at both ends that I was working too hard and uh, it wasn't wasn't working out right for me and that I needed to refocus all of my energies back on to my own projects and back at the geek fleet who had been kindly waiting far too deeply <laughs> in the wings for my return. So yeah that's that's the that's the journey yeah so let's get into a little bit of your geeky passions um besides obviously video games which we are aware of uh what other sort of things um are, would you consider yourself passionate about that maybe we don't know so much about well beyond video games i'm very much an avid tabletop gamer i love rpgs some of the first games that i played were rpgs dungeons and dragons back in the in the 80s i played uh, advanced Dungeons and Dragons, not even advanced oh, D &D, the second edition, the <laughs> advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I I've been gaming for a very very long time. Oh, uh, you played my editions. Oh, I love you. Oh, <laughs> you are welcome. I love you. We're family members. So wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> she did the she did the Queen's accent back at me. I love you. I love this girl. Oh my god. We call that the Lawsons Lady. Listen, listen, Fran, we don't eat the fruit because it's plastic. Well, you have to wash your hands before you have a lozenge, you see. I can't. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I've been tabletop gaming for uh, ages, ages and ages. Um, that's a big passion for me. Um, I know you said aside from video games, but VR is also something, virtual reality is also something that deeply influenced my my geeky pursuits uh, growing right. up. Um, I used to be really big on reading. I used to get in trouble for reading during class when I was supposed what? to be following along. But I was one of those kids who was frankly too smart for my own good and they didn't didn't recognize that sort of a thing when when you're just not challenged enough in school and i think that that's something that hopefully schools are getting better about these days yeah but... I, that that was a that was a problem with the schools when yeah. we I, I i'm not and i'm not gonna ask you but i think we're might be I'm probably same... older than you 
but okay. probably same range. I'm yeah, I, I my my age starts with a four. Um but you know, back then it was a, it was more about structure and the ego of the teacher in a lot of ways, as opposed yep. to focusing on the learning and and I, and that is a trend that I've enjoyed seeing. Is it's more you know learning focused and you know the whole Montessori kind of way of teaching or whatever. The, what did what did they call it in in uh, Australia, Tierlin? Uh, the OC class. Yeah, that one where <laughs> you can just do whatever. <laughs> Well, not do whatever, but oh, the Steiner School, <laughs> Steiner School, oh, I think that, yeah, it. that as well, yeah. So I, yeah, so I mentioned on the yeah the podcast with Brian that the OC class is actually in the school, so I just went to a uh, public school, and mm -hmm. yeah, you're selected for it if you think outside the box, yeah. Yeah, and I've been appreciating hearing more and more about that. I mean, some people think it's a little too unstructured, but I disagree. I mean, everybody learns differently. You can't you can't have everybody in the same box. So, um, so VR, which um, obviously is still kind of fresh for a lot of people, I have yet to try it. I've seen the Oculus Rift at a couple of the conventions, and I always go, eh, but then I look at the line and I go, no, and I just keep moving on. I totally want to try it, but I, I hate lines. I've, so I've... you shouldn't just hate the lines. The idea of all of the germs that are on those headsets That's just good is mind-boggling to me, but... But I don't know if you have any Microsoft stores near you, but mm -hmm. they, most of them have Vives, the, the HTC Vive, if you would, mm -hmm. um, that they will do demos on, which is okay. going to be a little bit better than a con as far as germs go, a lot better as far as the lines go. And you'll still get a couple of minutes in some solid VR. I personally... Um, I haven't tried the Oculus in quite some time, but my experience with older Oculus and newer Vive is Vive all the way. Um, I like where Vive is going in a lot of ways. It's They want a lot more open development and that sort of a thing um, than, than Oculus seems to want. So I'm like all the over the map. I used to uh, work at an amusement park and uh, I have friends that are still working there, our local one, and they are now doing VR on some of their kind of older roller coasters where you go on the roller coaster with the goggles on uh, and you get a whole new experience. Like you, you got a three, you know, 360 immersive experience where you can look around and the themings that they did back when they built the ride in like the late eighties, early nineties are now brought to life as opposed to just being kind of a standard dragon, you know, that they flash lights on, you'll see a moving dragon within the VR headset. And even, even my most skeptical of friends was like, it's, you can't even tell you're not on, you're, you're not on the roller coaster or you are on the roller coaster. You can't even tell it's a different ride. It is so good. Um, yeah. The applications of VR and AR are at this point endless. Like I can't wait to see where it, where it takes us. Yeah, absolutely agreed. I really hope that something like Sword Art Online kind of happens, where like you, like you're physically immersed in the world. Like you can actually like feel certain things. Like if you go to pick up an object, you actually feel like you're holding it in your hands, as opposed to being like, oh, I'm seeing myself move joysticks holding something, but I'm not actually feeling myself hold it. Like I'm really like amped for one day when we hit that, that tactile kind of element yeah. to it. 
there yeah. are a few different companies that are that are looking into that sort of a thing right now and getting the the initial stages of that sort of technology going and it's it's really exciting how, how does that done without kind of really tapping into physically the human brain like how do you elicit a tactile response so um one of the ways that i know are do they're doing it uh it's it's obviously it's limited but they're using tiny little little motors that somehow the the spinning at a certain in a certain way replicates the feelings of cold heat and pressure oh so they you can actually like feel flame and or cold uh, or you can actually feel when you are gripping something though right. it, isn't necessarily going to stop you from squishing it in your hand still. Right. You'd still feel it there. So um, you basically cool. have super strength. But now, now today I believe is um, it's like video game something day. Yeah, I am told it is National Video Game Day. National Video Game Day. And what, what did Anna and the Geek Fleet play today? Uh, Avon Colony. I played Avon Colony for the second day today. That's an, uh, uh, it's still in beta, but somebody sent me a key saying they heard. That was actually a really flattering thing. I got this email saying, we heard you were interested in this game, so here's the key. And I'm wow. like, I don't remember who I told that would have told you, but that's awesome. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> So I'm sure I signed up for something somewhere and just forgot, but I'm going to allow myself to be flattered by this moment. <laughs> no, that, I mean, as, as a streamer being passed the, the beta keys, like I, I, I would have to think that that's, that's a pretty top compliment. Yeah. Um, so far with this exception, I've only been generally, I only get the codes for game without, without, pursuing them i only get the codes for games that nobody really wants to broadcast right. um generally for good reason but just because they're not that well put together they're just not that there there isn't necessarily anything specifically wrong with them but there isn't enough right with them that anybody is that they're going to be a hit or certainly not going to pull in any views or anything like that um but there are there are a few notable exceptions. But even when I approach somebody and say, hey, I'd really like a key for this and they give that to me, that is very, very flattering. <laughs> um, also, this is something that is is a small thing that developers can do, especially indie developers can do that goes a real long way to making a broadcaster's day. If I tweet that I have gone live with your game, and you retweet it, I am a happy panda. Because it's an exchange. Like, I am playing your game and enjoying it, and that is good advertising for you. And I want nothing more than you to say that I am playing your game, because that is free advertising for me. Right. And then we both win. <laughs> it, so. It's something... It's something that sometimes confuses me. Like we'll have guests even on this show and we'll tweet out, hey, you know, this person's on our show and they won't retweet it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, part of me is like, you know, did you not like the experience? But, mm -hmm. you know, I think I get in my own head a little bit when it comes to that. But I, I, I presume if you do a podcast and you'd like to promote that you've done the podcast, 
um, it, it like it was the same thing when I did webisode watch. Some people wouldn't, you know, retweet it out, and I always was very confused by that. Uh, it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, why would you promote the thing that you are on? Absolutely. Um, all right, Joey, let's take uh, let's take Anna into rapid fire. All right, darling, are you ready? Oh, absolutely. I love the fact that she totally just responds right back with it. I can do all manner of voices and accents. <sighs> I'm loving her so much, Blair. Can we have her on again? <laughs> if she wants to. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys, you guys are just the best. This is so much fun. <sighs> Alright. You're going to break Joey by the end of this, I think. <laughs> All right, we'll start off easy, and then we'll kind of work up to maybe more complicated things. All right, so, favorite color? Green or purple. It's like we're in sync. <laughs> Seriously. Like, pink is my ultimate one, but, like, like pink is, like, life, and then my favorite colors would be, like, green and purple. Mm. Okay, so, a phrase that you use that is just so you... Oh, goodness. Yep. Are you a morning person or a night person? Oh, I am a night person who is being forced to be a morning person by being <laughs> on the West Coast. <laughs> there is a coffee segment that has to happen before Anna even contemplates her stream. <laughs> Your spirit animal. Bunny Buddhism. Not not just bunnies. The Bunny Buddhism Twitter account. Oh. I'm going to have to go check that out after this is done. Because <laughs> I've oh never heard God. of this. It's just little... Uh, it's Buddhist sayings replacing like man or human with bunny uh, and with a picture of a cute bunny. It's so perfect. <laughs> That's my One... Patronus. Okay. What is one trait that you have that best describes you? One tr oh, one trait? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a tough one. Silly. I'm very silly. All right, I'll give you that one. I totally agree with that. Favorite TV show of all time? <laughs> I have to have to answer this with firefly right now because i am currently putting together a firefly rpg, RPG. campaign yep i've been excited i keep seeing you tweet about it so i kind of i have to answer that one right now because i can't think of any other shows right now if if nothing else um i'm also a, a diehard trekkie i used to go to star trek conventions when i was little in full captain's uniform so um, that would now is that be full Trek that across one. the board, or do you have a specific Star Trek that you're a fan of? Uh, when I was younger, it was the Next Generation. Um, as an adult, I've gained a new appreciation for Voyager and for Captain Janeway. Oh God, someone else likes Voyager. Younger. I thought I was uh, the only one. I love well, Voyager. Uh, 
it still has some pretty big problems and I, I, I don't know that I would put it above the next gen, no. but watching it as an adult, I have a whole new appreciation for uh, various subtle things that, that I missed previously. And yeah, no, it's much better now, I think. Hey, Anna, have you heard of the bellflower? I have not. If you YouTube Bellflower, it's um, a fan-made film of Firefly and it's based in Melbourne and it's actually my mother's partner who made it. It's their 10-year anniversary coming up. So if you love Firefly and you're craving a little bit more, yeah, check out The Bellflower. Absolutely. And it was actually my 10-year anniversary with my fiancé this past weekend. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. It's meant to be. You have to go watch it now with your (laughs) fiancé. That's actually part of why I, I confess on air, uh, I forgot that this interview was tonight was because it wasn't that I forgot it was tonight. It was that I forgot that today was Monday because I have lost (laughs) all track of time. (laughs) That's okay. All right. So let's say that you've written a book about your life. What do you call it? Uh, I should look up I I have notes I have notes I should look up what I was planning on calling it Um, what do I call the book of my life I bet you didn't see that coming oh I like that oh I do that is catchy yeah that's that's my life I have given up trying to plan out my life too far in advance because it keeps throwing me these bizarre and yet amazing curveballs like being a professional broadcaster. I play video games and make bad jokes for a living. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. (laughs) Your jokes are good. Okay, occasionally I make good jokes. but (laughs) That should not be the expectation that is set. Can never live to that bar. Yeah. Or else you'll be Anna Geek's professional comedian. No, I'll, I will pass on that. I've heard stories <laughs> about stand-up comedy. Yeah. What would be the hardest thing for you to give up on? It's a, it's a toss-up between chocolate or coffee. <laughs> Tell me. Don't make me choose. <laughs> uh, no, I won't make you choose because I've I've seen the actual like eyeball spinning twitching of people that I've asked that same question to before, and I was like, well, if you had to give up one of the two, what would it be? And like their brain starts to go into shutdown. They're like, nope, shut it down. Everything would, goes to off. We can't do this. <laughs> there would be tears, like actual tears, <laughs> contemplating the the horrors. No, no, don't make me choose. <laughs> all right now here's one i i haven't i don't think i've ever really asked or i don't think i've asked it often but if you had to describe yourself as a flavor what would it be Ooh. of course after the last one my first thought is chocolate mocha <laughs> but that's kind of cheap champagne oh it's not for everyone, but the people that like it really like it. There you go. <laughs> I just had a really bad and funny answer for that one. Go for it. I want to <laughs> hear it. No, I was going to uh, nope. describe myself as chocolate because I can be really sweet, but I can also give you the shits. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did we actually get her to swear on this podcast for the first we time? We really did. And she did it voluntarily. That's great. <laughs> You're a Congratulations. bad influence on me. <laughs> I totally am a bad influence on you. I love it. All right. I've only got a couple more for you. What was, what is, slash maybe even was, if you haven't done any in a while, uh, what is your favorite book? Oof. I would have to go with The Hobbit. Mm. Um, I read The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogy countless times. I actually did count for a while, and then eventually I lost count because it was so many times when I was growing up. And then now as an adult, I came across this thing where you swap Bilbo's gender and the book still totally works. So that just kind of made it even better for me. Um, but yeah, the definitely The Hobbit and and then second to that Lord of the Rings trilogy because you told me to pick just one rather than three. That's, so. that's one canonized story. That's fair. Well, I mean, they, they sell it as a volume box set now. I mean, it, it, you could technically count it as one. I actually have, so my uncle is why I got into uh, D&D so early and where I got all of the fantasy books that I was reading for ages uh, on end. And he had an, a very old copy of The Hobbit and box set Lord of the Rings um, from like 1972 or something like that. And one of my books that i that i have purchased used as an adult is that exact same set i've been i've been collecting that exact same set from the the same publishing run and whatnot so he has his back and and i have mine i my original copy of the lord of the rings it was one all three books in one big volume it was 2000 pages including all the appendices and whatnot and the only reason I don't own that anymore is I read it so much the spine broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too, it's too big of it was paperback, so it was just too big of a paperback book to be read more than once, most likely. Yeah. And now I have a I'm looking at it right now. I think there's seven or eight books. Bro- the story's broken up seven or eight times instead. And I was like, well, it's just not the same. <laughs> well, the trilogy is actually what a sextant. Um, yes, there's, there's actually yeah, yeah. But but they were always printed as you know two books per book or whatever. Which yeah. Is off. Which this breaks it up the three you know each of the books within is their own book and then the seventh is just the appendices. Hmm. Um, it, I mean it's neat. It fits in a nice little square box that I have here. But you know, I, I do miss my old copy. But it's gone. My my Hobbit copy still around. It's old as as dirt. <laughs> I, I think I've read The Hobbit. It's I don't read a lot of books more than once, but I think The Hobbit is one of the few that I have. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. Finally, certainly, last, most definitely not least, how awesome is Toronto Gal? I think that... That's a tough one to answer. I don't think that how awesome Toronto Gal is can proper be properly be quantified. I do not think you can properly quantify how awesome Toronto Gal is. It's pretty tough, man. <laughs> well, Numbers no. don't go that high. In the all honesty, well. while we're making Toronto Gal blush, 
uh, she was Im immensely supportive of my move out to Seattle and like has been someone to talk to for me at any point that I've needed it, where I've been stressed out about pretty much anything. And she, I, I honestly, I don't think anyone has done more for team human than Toronto gal, possibly including Felicia and Ryan. Yep. And that is impressive. <laughs> um, no, I have, I have nothing but love and so much love for Toronto gal. All right, then Terilyn, you want to throw us into some suggestions, some suggestion section? I would love to. My lovely Anna, would you like to have a little play at Google feud? At what? <laughs> Google feud. Google oh, feud. Yeah, it sounds like I heard, I heard bugle fuge. <laughs> Let's play some Bugle Fuge. Let's do it. Google you want? All right, Google Foo. I'm good at Google, Google Foo. Let's do it. All righty. So what you're going to do is I'm going to uh, read out what people often put into Google, and we have to try and guess what the end of the question is. So the very first one is, what happens when you mix alcohol and, and we have to guess. Painkillers. Oh, Okay. Pain killers. No. Okay. It's probably going to be more specific drugs. So I'm, I'm going to double up here and say drugs. Number three. Yeah. 8,000 points. Nice. We're, st we're starting to figure out how this Google feud thing works. We think we have it down, and then we get a question that just blows our mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey. What do you got? Um... Just for shits and giggles, let's go with sex. Ooh. No, wrong. Okay. All right, Darylin. All right, we have one last go. What happens when you mix alcohol with more alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> I love how she's using a bacon analogy in this. I believe that's called a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first one is weed. Second Wait. one is bleach. Then we what? have vinegar. Yeah. Vinegar, bleach? Yep. Bleach, water, Prozac, medication, and some I other words I can't pronounce. You were all around it with painkillers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just I'm also surprised sex isn't on there. Yeah. Yep. All, you right. Do. all right. Give us a new one. This is our second round. We'll do three rounds. Should I get A? Tattoo. 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 I love how people ask Google this and not their friends. Because <laughs> the friends Number always one. say no. Yep. <laughs> the friends my... always say no. No, my friends would always say yes, of course you should. <laughs> yes, more tattoos. A lot of my friends awesome. do have tattoos now. Um, I, for me, I want one, but I can never justify the price. Mm, it is tough. It is tough. And once you get one, you will shortly not only have one. Yep. They're yep. very, very addictive. Yep. Okay. How about... There's one I want to say, but I'm going to just roll it into one kind of category. Uh, piercing. Yeah. I was going to say belly button ring. Okay. So let's go. Oh, so no. 90s. 
piercing isn't there. Interesting. Yeah. What was the um, question again? Should I get a... I'll put in a motorbike. Nope, okay. All right, we have one more guess. Uh... <laughs> no, that's not going to be there. Um... <laughs> so, please, someone else gonna... answer. My, I broke my brain. How about psychiatrist? That might be what I need after that thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're going to have to share with us after we're done, right? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> my no. second guess would be pet. Well, we've got tattoo, a Fitbit, dog, <laughs> credit card, <laughs> cat, divorce, perm, master's degree, nose job, or pixie cut. What was that last? Pixie cup? Pixie cut. It's a haircut. Oh, a pixie cut. So we yeah. went from pets to... A Fitbit. Fitbit. To a perm, to a divorce. Does, do people get perms anymore? Is that still a thing? Yes. Well, that's why we're trying to ask... They're people. different. They're different now. Okay. They're called, like, body waves or things like that. Oh, but God. it's it's the same process. <laughs> it's just not as as tightly curled curled and hair dryered and mm -hmm. talk about your neighbors kind of stuff yeah okay yeah. uh this is our last round and i'm going to break blair with this one. Oh, no. how do you fake a no joey <laughs> joey i'm just gonna say what we're all immediately joey. thinking first it's gonna Signature. be orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to give these answers. Blair unfortunately giggles like he's three. <laughs> Maybe I am well, three. Very sadly, orgasm isn't on the list. What? Signature. <laughs> signature. <laughs> A signature. Okay. Here we go. No. Oh my god, we suck. Okay, one more go. <laughs> I think people only fake orgasms. Like, there's nothing else. <laughs> Sick illness? But we Sick. all already know how to do that. Oh. Yeah. oh do not shatter our illusions. No. <laughs> how do you fake A? Illness? Ooh. Well, it's A, not and. Yeah. So that's why orgasm isn't on the list. Hmm. Hmm. Unless I'm going to edit out this radio silence. We're not very good at this faking thing. How do I fake <laughs> a... How do you fake a death? <laughs> yes, number three! <laughs> okay, here's a good one. Okay. Uh, background check. Okay. A How do you fake a background check? Or like a license, maybe? Uh, Ooh, license. license. License would have been a good one. Number one is pregnancy. Wow. What? Google. Shame on you, all, Google. And we've all learned something today. How do you think of pregnancy? <laughs> wow. well, I think they've watched too much glee. No. Yeah. Who does that? Teenagers who <laughs> want to be on 16 and pregnant. Oh. <laughs> I mean, through somebody, um, I knew somebody who faked having cancer, and I thought that was horrible. It gets worse. Mm. The second one is smile. How do you fake a smile? 
Wow. Uh, that was what I was going to guess next, was smile. Yeah, then how to fake a death, how to fake a back injury, how to fake a DNA test, how to fake <laughs> a seizure. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that the seizure uh, one might have been, like, somebody doing, like, background research for a role. <laughs> like, I'm just going to, like, pretend that that's what that one is about. <laughs> Kids these days will do anything to get out of school. <laughs> <laughs> then we have fever, home pregnancy test, sprained ankle, and live pick on kick. The what? what? A, a live pick on kick? What's that? Is this some like hip slang I don't know about? Live I'm... pick on kick? Yeah, K I K. Live pick on kick? You're a young one, Terlin. If you don't know, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'll be Googling kick and how to fake a live pick. Well, I but... know that kick is a messenger. I was going to say, it's a messenger just, app. You've got Google open. Just click on that one. <laughs> Raise it up to number nine. Forget being 10. Let's. <laughs> oh, kick is naughty dating. Meet a woman to charge you with flirty sparks. So I think it's like when you send naughty pics, but you want to fake you not really there. So maybe. So you send somebody else's dick in the dick pic is basically. Yeah, what I mean. it's yeah, pretty much. I think. Come I'm on. Assuming. Come on, Google users. Every time we play this game, I get more and more disappointed. <laughs> We've had some horrible ones, like having sex with like sister or cousin. I was like, what are these things? Is it safe to microwave a cat? No. <laughs> and we knew that was there, and I, I was so mad. I'm like, it's there, and I'm not going to say it. And it was there. I think it was number one in that one. <laughs> I seriously don't know why we even played this game. It's so bad. <laughs> well, it, you need yeah. to ask. You need to substitute with asking Jeeves or something like that. Jeeves <laughs> <laughs> would be better. All right, Anna, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, AnnaGeeks.com is the best way. I'm also AnnaGeeks on Twitter. Uh, AnnaGeeks.com, of course, redirects to my Twitch stream because that is unpronounceable and unspellable. It really is pretty tough. Uh, Terralyn. So before we dive into Terralyn's massive stuff, which it is, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be rude, Terralyn's book, Broken Dolls, is up for being the alternate pick for Vaginal Fantasy for October. Ooh. So that's that's a very new thing. And if anyone wants the girls to read Broken Dolls on Vaginal Fantasy, please go to it's it's Goodreads, Terlin. Yep, Goodreads. And that would I would I think seriously cry if it got chosen. That would be amazing. All right, now tell us, <laughs> tell us about the rest. Tell us about the rest of your stuff. Now hang on. So so we need to we need to make this happen. Geek Fleet, yep. T-Bowman, make this happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, make Tyrolyn cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jalen. Oh, don't, make, don't make me do this feel, Blair. Do the thing. <laughs> or else off. Joey and I are going to do it. Actually, Joey yeah, should Yeah, because do you don't want to see me in drag. Because I'm not putting on <laughs> nails. And then if I don't do nails, I'm definitely not doing drag. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Honey Roast, go there, cool. Broken Dolls, Shattered Girls, cool, go there. Um, Music Oz Awards, vote for me, cool, go there. Um, I was at Oz Comic Con, cool, awesome, you've seen that, and I think that's it. 
Wow. I think. And you still forgot the honey roast. Oh my god. No, she didn't. She actually said it. Oh, she did? Yep. Oh, wow. You're just forgetting it now. I am. I'm just so used to you forgetting it. I'm just going to mention it again a second time around. Make sure you go to Honey Roast. Honey Roast? She's got two books up on Amazon. Two that we'll promote up on Amazon. Broken Girls and Shattered Dolls. Broken Girls. Broken Dolls. They're also Walmart. You can go to Walmart now. Anyways, yeah, so you can pick up her two books that are available at Amazon and Walmart. Um, she did just this past weekend, she did convention OzCon, which all that's all over Team Human. Um, and uh, vote for a vaginal fantasy. And uh, what was the other thing she jumped over as if it was no big deal? Oh, the Australian Music Awards, where you'll be walking the red carpet as an as an award possible winner. Yeah, just little yeah. things. You just can vote for her daily. Not a big deal. <laughs> Carolyn does all the things. Joey, what are you doing? I'm sitting here talking to y'all. Oh. Why do I yeah. ask you direct questions? Why do I? <laughs> all right. You can find me on Twitter at JoeyCouture underscore. And you can also find me in the Team Human Facebook group, um, as well as on YouTube, JoeyCouture. I've... I... I... I'm so happy to announce that I have finally finished editing. Like they're like they're completely done. Like saved, signed, sealed in the can. All the episodes for the abridged Felicia Day Rise of the Tomb Raider streams. Um, so each day, like a new episode is going to be released. Um, and there's even though she only had 12 streams, there's actually a bonus episode, which will be like the very last one. Um, also currently. As we speak, working on the two-year Team Human anniversary uh, video. So today was technically the last day for submissions uh, on the 12th. So by the time that you guys hear this, um, it's obviously later. But anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I uh, look forward to that. Also, still working on uh, my first novel. I've gotten it a quarter of the way. Um it's been kind of on the back burner, but it's been, it's 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 on simmer because like I'm I'm still like on it. I'm just there's a mindset that I have to get myself into to make sure that I you know stick to it. Um, and other than that, oh, and I I have my own dot com now. <laughs> it's, oh, you got it. Nice. Yes, I don't have I don't have, actually have like a page page up, but um, I am now the proud owner of joey-couture.com. So, that's all mine now. Um, whoever out there has it, just joeycouture.com. Um, hate you because if I wanted it, I'd have to spend like twenty eight hundred dollars to get that domain name. <laughs> I didn't realize that you know my my online stage name was so valuable. <laughs> well, now you know. And knowing half the battle. My name is Blair Beverage. You could find me um, at Blair Beverage at Webisode Watch and at Hoopod on the Twitters. Twitch, I and twitch.tv slash Blair Beverage. I've been playing Mass Effect 2 lately. Um, I, 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 I'm breaking one of Anna's cardinal rules and I'm not doing it via schedule, which is probably hurting me tremendously. But um, I am enjoying playing the game and it's been a while since I've enjoyed playing a game like this on stream and I've had some people joining me in and it's been fun and you know big shout out to to uh, those that have been joining me um, YouTube so 
for a very long time, I've been giving you guys my link as youtube.com slash Blair Beverage, which works for me, but apparently not for anyone else, which for the life of me, I don't understand. Um, I'm not going to give you the big hash string of what it is. If you search for my name, you'll find it. If you go into the descriptions of any of the who, who pods, I've changed the link to be what actually works. So go there if you want to check out what I've done on the video world. Um, and I play the Goblin Shaman in Basic Adventuring 101. Uh, we have seven of our eight episodes from Season 1 already aired. The eighth is still coming. Uh, I believe tomorrow night when we're recording this, so this will be in the past when you guys are hearing this, but we are doing another live hangout for uh, talking about Episode 6 of the season. So um, hopefully if you didn't catch it live, you can go back to the uh, YouTube page, Kate Gollum Productions, uh, and uh, check it out there and uh, see how my fellow castmates did in such a thing. Well, I want to thank Anna Geeks for joining us here this evening. Thank You've been you a so wonderful much for guest. having me. And I've been chasing you down for a long time. <laughs> well, you know, um, I've been slightly busy. You have been. You have been. And um, I mean, I'm a big fan of yours. And, and I think you you gained a couple other fans from this broadcast um, with my two co-hosts. I think Joey may be in love with you. I'm just going to say it. It might be true. <laughs> I get in line. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Do you have fast pass? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have? I don't have a car. But you have a line. But oh, fast pass for the line? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I don't actually have a line, so. Yeah. It, no, there's the line. I can see it <laughs> over there. Anyway, I want to thank Anna for joining us here today, and once again, thank you, my lovely co-hosts Tierlin and Joey. Until next time, guys. Take care. Thank you.